The camera cuts to the buster, ripping along through the fog and the cloud, flashes with lightning. The world shakes with thunder. The buster thunders along the tracks. You can see lightning arcing onto the lightning rods that have been attached along the sides of the tracks to power the lightning jars, which in turn drain off to much bigger batteries kept far below the city, which keep the city humming along thermoelectrically. It's a wonder of technology. It pulls up in the middle of the pounding rainstorm to a stop. Styles, it says. And the doors open. Now the fog which rolls in is not the clean-ish, smoky white that it was when you got on in Copper Penny Row. No, no, this is entirely more yellow. The doors to the buster car open and the yellow fog pours in. Such as it will, you are where you need to be. Delilah's got her scarf pulled up and heads off Buster and into the station. Arabet follows. Calder takes a cursory look around and then follows as well. Assuming I don't see anything suspicious. You step off onto the platform which has a corrugated tin roof held up on I-beams with the barest wood and steel benches to wait for the train. No fancy glass or cut steel surrounds here. No, this is the barest it is and all of it is the orange of rust. The first thing you notice about the styles is the smell. You know, in better days than these, the fact that it was sheltered from offshore winds was one of its better qualities. But uh, now there's the alchemist quarter, which as you head down the stairs, you see spews a big, fat, miasmic, acrid, rancid, yellow cloud of vapor that hangs above the district, and you actually walk down through it. Now, as you progress down through this cook, I need you all to make a constitution save. Arabic gets a three. Well, that's not good. 13. Oh, no, 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 no. 17. I'm a dragon. Delilah got a non-natural 20. And Matthew is having push to talk difficulties. Please hold. Certainly. Cue elevator music. Which is funny because you're all standing in an elevator which is winding down. (laughs) So, like, you know, the the gates close, the elevator, lit by one hundred watt light bulb, starts to drop down. And uh, through the structure of one of the buster supports, you see on the outside of this, there's a staircase which goes around the perimeter of the support for the buster, right? It just, there's a big loop around it. It's for maintenance of the elevator and getting to and from the buster in emergencies. It just drops and drops. And how's Matthew doing for push to talk? 
trying again. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Shakir got in a 22 on the con save. Perfect. Um, this this smell is just overwhelming. Just gross. So, Arabet was the only one who got less than 15? Correct. Noted. Thank you very much. All right. So, the acrid stink of the air gets in your eyes and hurts. Everybody, after a couple of blinks, it's gone, like your eyes clear up, and you fit your goggles on, if you brought any, and be honest, who brought goggles? Delilah didn't. She didn't know she was coming here today. There's a reasonable chance I have goggles. Well, not goggles. Not goggles. No. Very good. Well, you blink it off anyway, and it's... uh... The air is thick and greasy and it stinks. And after you break the this layer, this miasmic layer, you can see out over through the dim that just hangs over the district like a pall. This area is in between the joint of two mountains. You know what I mean? This is the Landsgrave River. The Landsgrave River powers a large electric dam and more than a few sets of waterfalls on its way here to where it run pa- runs past the collection of little islands along the coast of the Firth, which make up the district known as the Styles. Now, as you descend through the structure of this buster support, this all hovers in and you can see like a thousand chimneys spewing smoke into the place and it's it was the morning when you got here, and it's a dim, like, late evening down here. The place, like I said, just stinks. Well, this doesn't bode well. This is a, like a rotted, fetid stink, right? Not like a delicious sulfur stink? Uh, it's like, it smells like grease and sewage and chemicals and you know lie and it, it smells like a tannery mixed with a dyer's district and uh, a chemist's district with a shithouse mixed in for good measure okay I got it probably the worst end of a slaughterhouse too Delilah pulls her scarf tighter and mutters something about how not a soul should be living in a place like this there's an explosion from a window. Like it looks like a like a collection of dollhouses, until the explosion from the window hurdles a tiny humanoid figure out into what looks like a brown arm of the river on the eastern side of the district, until the humanoid figure lands on the river and takes a few seconds to sink. Boom. The elevator hits the bottom. The door opens with a ding. And there, with fog creeping along the gutters and like every fifth street light working, is the belly of Bailey Mina. Welcome to Runelanders. I'm Matt Adam, your host and friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and so it's my job to let you know that Runelanders contains coarse language and things that might offend sensitive listeners, and so listener discretion is strongly advised. Now, if that sort of thing is your sort of thing, 
Then dig, if you will, the mysteries, magic and mayhem, which follow a felonious fellowship's forays from salons and saloons into parlors of power and places unknown in, around, above, and beneath Byzantine Bailey Mina. Having returned from an autumn spent lost in the dream, will our fiends survive the winter in the city of steel and steam? We could tell you all about it, but we'd rather show you. We're the Runelanders. This is Rapscallions. So get ready, Runatics, and let's roll. Let's go see what's happening in the Alchemist District, shall we? As you step out of the elevator, you're surprised by a sudden rush of noise. It's, it's surprisingly busy, just not crowded. You know, there's noise coming from various rooms. You can hear people talking. There's uh, music as of a like some sort of saloon coming from up the street. And uh, like some people in a goat cart with a couple of kids in the back go rattling off down the cobblestone street. Um, make a perception check. My passive is 20. Do I need to roll? No, you don't. Uh, everybody that you see rolling by has those red eyes uh, and like swollen, chafed edges of their lips and you know, like this flushed red face. The kids, the adults. Uh, you see several people walking along dabbing at their nose with the uh, handkerchief and Every one of them's got four, five red blotches on the handkerchief when it comes away. This is a poisonous place. Well, shall we? Yeah, let's get moving. Shakir, roll me a d4. A4. Okay, so the piling that you've descended just at the mouth of a bridge leading across to one of the smaller islands, which is attached to one of the bigger islands, you would imagine, by another bridge. It's probably 300 feet out across the river in the dim, but here you can see all kinds of lights on all different levels. This place is really, uh, down here, it's like being down in canyons. Shakir will kind of be like his, his head won't move quite so much but his eyes are always going to be kind of flicking here and there because that alertness bit of his is probably running overtime for him right now so there's a tall house on an island halfway across the river towards the styles and as you approach there are a couple of uniformed constables of the watch sitting in there with their heavy crossbows. As an aside, these things are just about as slick as anything the bolt maker would put out, Arabets. Interesting. This precinct has spent money on weapons. Even if the two guards are like trollkin slobs. The fact that they're trollkin doesn't make them slobs. The fact that they're slobs makes them slobs. Let's be clear. But they are troll kid, and they are slobs. And they just kind of watch you go past 
as you toss your silvers in the basket and just keep rolling past. The other side sees boardwalks, which follow the perimeter of the natural island that sits in the middle of the Landgrave River. And most prominently off to the left is a large institutional looking building. It has a high wall around it with a iron spikes all around the top. And a little while, like after you pass it for a little while, you see a large gate above that gate in wrought iron letters, Hope Near Asylum. And beneath it, on a hanging wooden sign, Welcome Home. Delilah, your perception was, your base perception was 20, you said? Indeed. Okay, well, I'm not even going to ask you for this sort of thing from now on. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, from within, the screams and howls of the deranged echo through the halls of this place. You can't see on the other side of the wall, but you sure can feel it. There is a... Well, the place is called Hopenair, and it's well named. There is no hope in there. Incongruously enough, a dwarven bodega offers what passes for fresh produce in this area, which is only about three days old and wilting visibly under the toxic atmosphere of this place. Up and down the street, well, these streets, it should be noted, they crisscross each other at different levels all the way up almost to the bottom of the buster carriage. Even here, Bailey Mina has climbed, but down where you are, down here in the mid to lower levels, like I said, it's like being in canyons carved out of solid city. So like, like a little bit like the ground floor or the ground level on, in Fifth Element, right? Like like that density and that, that much height? Indeed. Okay, got it. Thanks. We're going to have to do something about this place, Arabit says. To Delilah. I'm already working on it. Are you entirely sure that's necessary? Not right now, Calder. I meant eventually. You were here not so long ago, although, well, yes, quite a while ago now. If your gauge of time is any sort of judge, Arabeth. I remember. There's a mortuary here. Let's go check it out and see if the body's here. Anything to make this visit more pleasant. You're a master of irony, Shakir. So as you're walking down the street, you are approached from all sides by several children of varying ages from about seven to 13. And uh, as they approach, they're like, sir, mom, Mary, sir, mom, pardon me, gentles, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, they're like offering services as guides or baggage porters. And like, as they get like, getting close enough to start trying to pluck at your stuff, right? And like, none of you are really gonna get your coat pulled by a bunch of kids. But uh, if something isn't done soon, you might have to roll initiative. Yo, you want to make some money? That got some attention. I'm paying for information. 
What do you want to hear about? Lovage. Hey, Jeremy. That's him. Oh, the watch framed him, didn't they? Yeah, well, don't give it all up before she pays Mildred. I'm Arabet. Yeah, and I'm the Queen of Blades. Arabet's a myth, you loony. And out comes the old thumb cutter. Yep. Delilah just laughs. And it's not the way she normally laughs. It's it's the way that she would laugh if she was called the Queen of Blades more regularly. One of the kids, like, sees this and slaps the kid beside him. Just, like, lipping at you. And then slaps him a little harder. And the kid's, like, getting ready to turn around and dump his pants and do the old time-honored wiggly-wiggly ass slap, right? Because, you know, Bailey mean urchins. When his buddy gives him a solid elbow and then points at Delilah and says, Fuck Quincy, it's the Queen of Plates. I'll uh, I'll put a hand on uh, on one of each of their shoulders, and uh, I will do uh, a twenty-two on intimidation. Gentlemen, I believe Miss Arabet was attempting to negotiate some business with you. It wouldn't do to be rude to him, would it now? The one just looks at you and pees himself with his eyes wide. The other one kind of stammers out to the negative with a healthy heaping of please don't kill us. I take out a pile of coppers. Penny's good for you guys? His pants is uh, suddenly back with it. Yeah, good. What do you need? Information. What do you know about the frame-up? Well, he must have been framed up, mustn't he? It wasn't the murder. There was another murder this morning. Where? Well, you have to go ask Yuda about that. And is Yuda trustable? Let's see. Throw anybody in jail for any reason. Everybody knows stay away from her. She can't be bought. Right. I like that. I hand out the coppers to each of the children. And off they go. So you make your way across this district, and again, it's like canyons carved out of buildings. Uh, things are just built up on top of each other. But this miasma which hangs over and rains, this constant stink. Like when it does rain down here, it goes through that, it's all foul. And you wonder how anybody drinks anything. Like, where's the drinking water here? Because walking down these streets, there's Dyers, tanners, and just the smell of bins of leather scraps and furs and things like that thrown out back and the overall hum of the place. Interestingly, although it smells, there aren't a great many bugs. There are lots of rats, but not the clouds of flies you normally associate with this kind of smell. The uh, As you get closer to the east, the, uh, the chemical smell of this fucking place is just harsh. You queue up by the river and you see that up against the 
stout retaining walls, the wharfs and piers that stick out into what was the river, now just thick, viscid mud just sucks onto the side of these things. And it's just like what seabirds come down here, land on it, and walk for a couple of steps before taking off because of the caustic burns on their feet. Where this sludge meets the water, it trails off in like this rainbow pattern. The water itself now, islands of flotsam rolling along. This place is disgusting. The place isn't built to any plant, so the streets aren't straight. They just head off at tangents to each other. All of these things have one thing in common. Once proud buildings have been crowded with hovels, decommissioned ships have been hauled out of the water and converted into buildings. On top of that, it seems like everything's got to be sinking because it's not on the rock. Just tangles of structures four and five stories deep in some places. But all around, rope bridges and catwalks and boardwalks throughout. You cut your way through all of this and around to the appointed place in the Alchemist Quarter. Now, here the buildings take a different sort of tenor. Uh, they definitely take a turn towards the scholastic and ecclesiastical, but uh, these buildings which look like, you know, schools seem to, like, they once were, and there's like four or five different signs hanging off some of these. There's the graffiti and ubiquitous tags everywhere in this end of town. As you look back inland, Arabet, you can see the sawtooth roofs of the Ashcroft district, which was probably the shittiest place you'd spent time in Bailey Mina to date up until this point. And it turns out that even that is uphill from here. I think I remember a Moravian woman there. Yeah. A lot of these places have been converted to these like dark, smoky factories and laboratories. You can see electrical blue from behind the tinted green windows. All of them have shingles out with a name and some sort of alchemical degree. From up the street, there's an explosion and a bell and then like this burst of opaque gas that comes pouring out the upper windows and then silence. I think we should pick up the pace. This place ain't safe. Delilah, having the shortest legs of the bunch, scurries a little faster. Uh, dragons are not pack animals, but uh, Calder keeps uh, close distance. <laughs> okay, so you get to the appointed spot. It is between two of these shady chemists' places. One is tall and the other is long. And there's a long, narrow alley between them. You step into the alley. It is unlit. Calder. Uh, light. Uh, do you have anything that can help with this? What sort of light? How, how much light? Enough light to see what the hell we're doing? I can handle this one. Yeah, Delilah, nobody heard you say that, but you step in. Take a deep breath, although it does tickle your lungs quite a bit to breathe this deeply down here. And as you breathe out... She breathes out and pulls a coin out of her pocket, 
and rubs it between her fingers a second, and it lights up. So it'll shine. It's the light spell. So it'll shine in a 20-foot sphere, but is easy to shove back in a pocket. Oh, Delilah rubs this gold coin, and as she, like, the, the quicker she rubs it between her fingers, the brighter gold it gets until it shines just like the sun. She holds it flat in her palm, and it shines brightly enough to light up the alleyway for your purposes. What's happened to you, Mother Bat? Yes, thanks. And a natural 20 on investigation, Adam. Alright, there's blood everywhere. Lots of mess. There's investigation. This poor fucker, whoever it was, looks to be a human male. This scene has been trodden over by everybody. Clearly, people came here, picked up the body, moved it away. When you stepped into the alley, a pile of wharf rats just ran off down the alleyway. And a bunch of gulls flew off into the sky. What's the splatter pattern like? violent it looks like a dull blade or like a hook or something that rips is there blood on all the walls both of them yeah most of it is on the floor the uh like i said it's all been churned into the mud um it's gross here without question it's a good thing you can't smell it Although there is a distinct smell of wet pennies. Copper pennies? Yes. Calder, you smell the best. I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, literally, you have the best smeller. Would you uh, tell me what you smell? Do you just want that on uh, perception? Yep. Strong blood, lots and lots of blood. Several dozen different animal smells, lots and lots of chemical overtones, nothing distinct. This this place is filthy. A good amount of blood. More many animals. I, I'm not even exactly sure which one. Perhaps a polecat. Chemicals, masks, everything. I'm sorry. Good. That's that's good. I'm smelled blood too. Hey, on that roll, uh, or given the state, Adam, uh, any luck on what kind of blood? Human. Definitely human, though, the blood. Definitely human. I say dull blade. What do you say, Delilah? Certainly looks right to me. What's that, Arabet? Over there, behind those... Right there beside that fucking barrel lying on its side. What makes a print like that? Arabet will carefully move the barrel 
out of the way so that people can get a good look. It's the only one of its kind that's clean at all. Anywhere around, like this whole thing has been trampled into the dirt. People came, got the body, moved it away, whatever they did with it. Wherever it is, it's not here. Uh, all it is is splatter and it looks like something dull, something ripping anyway. But this, this is interesting. You've never seen a foot like that before. What's it look like? It looks like a human foot if the toes were flat like a swim fin. Everybody getting a good look? So I wish it is. Oh, well, I'm sorry, is that not supposed to be here? Uh, no, that's not normal. Do forgive me, I... I'm quite uncertain as to what exactly is supposed to be normal down here. Oi, good evening. My mates and I was just wondering if you, likely lot, had considered a career in the Imperial Navy. And when you turn around, there's like six dudes there and not a set of teeth between them. One of them has the coat of an Imperial Naval officer. And, well, he's also carrying a cudgel. And he has the red face and eyes. Typical to people that you've seen down here. And now that you notice it, Delilah, Arabet is starting to look like that too. Not Shakir, not you. Not Calder. Although you wouldn't be able to tell with Calder, his face is an illusion. At the same time, Arabet's starting to look like these people. I uh, would prefer not to serve in the Navy. Well, that's too bad because the Navy needs you, mate. He pats his cudgel. He goes, you can come along peaceably or you can start the fighting right away. Oh, just one moment, please. Calder, do you remember that trick from the dream? I take a step closer to Arabet and I put my hand on him so I can touch him. And I say, I don't know, Arabet, you, you always seem quite fascinated by boats, no? And then I'll cast haste. Boom. Arabet, the world wraps itself in molasses. Like, the last thing that happens at normal speed is called her touching you. And then wham, everything just slows down except for you. Shakir, roll initiative. 26? You got him. That motherfucker's gonna throw down any second now. He's hoping for a surprise round. You bust him. Dead bang. You can have a surprise round. Uh, is talking still a free action? Yep. As Shakir draws and goes after the first one, his comment is going to be, The Navy must be in dire straits if it's keeping people who can't even wear a uniform properly and then attack with advantage good one first attack is a 28 okay and your second attack because you must have a second attack by now being 10th level or are you going to hold that oh no uh, second attack is a 23 alright what do those look like Shakir because they both hit um, so how is he holding his cudgel the leader has his cudgel in one hand and he's patting his other hand with it. Well, he's about to get some stigmata. Perfect. Uh, and that was then 11 and a 13 on damage rolls. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Arabet, you're up next. You also get the surprise round with haste. 
Nice. All right. Arabet will uh, take out his uh, repeating bolters and start hobbling some of them. Perfect. Uh, make your attacks and uh, let me know what you get. I get a uh, 13. Okay, just the one attack? No, no, that's just the first one. And an 18 on the second. Okay. There are five of them, and they go, uh, okay. Uh, Everybody else want to roll initiative? Well, I have two more attacks. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. And a 15. And a 19. So that's 13, 18, 15, 19. Okay. Initiative for everybody else. I rolled a 19, so I have initiative 20. Okay. 26 for Delilah. Very good. Delilah, you're up first. I'm sorry, that was bad math. That was a 24. Very good. Shakir, you're up. Shakir's an 18 and a 14. Both hit. You need 12 or better. Are they still fine? Uh, after Shakir puts a hole in both of the lead guy's hands, his next two attacks go on either side of the guy's knees uh, just to give the ligaments a nice scrape and uh, drive him to the ground if he can. Uh, that's a 10 and a 12 on damage rolls. Okay. Delilah? Delilah flips her lit up coin in the air and looks like she's going to throw it at the lead guy, but what appears to happen is fire instead. She hits for six, a 17, 17, uh, with a firebolt. Okay, gritty. Calder? Calder reaches back and touches behind um, the back of each ear, and a thin uh, brass apparatus uh, quickly pops out and uh, presents uh, a monocle over each eye. He quickly takes a look at the uh, five fellows uh, and seeing through the glass, uh, you see a clear red uh, solid color over each of these uh, five gentlemen. Uh, And then he uh, rubs his hands together and uh, appears to drop five little red beads, uh, which then light up and trace the trail to each of them, lighting them afire. Scorching ray. Fourth level. Five turn. Nice. And finally, Arabet. Arabet, not to be outdone, has put an arrow in each of their knees. Well, a bolter. Sorry, a bolt in each of the knees. Well, you've already done that. Are you going to do it again? Oh, yeah, I got two knees on each of them. Okay, thank you. You've got, what, four attacks now, so. Yeah, so uh, I get a total of well, seven of them, and um, uh, every second one is a sneak attack. You could do one sneak attack around. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Sorry, the second one is a sneak attack. So I have 24 and 18 extra points of damage. <laughs> okay, so as we come back from commercial, the camera goes to the outside of this alley where a bunch of Navy bully boys go wandering in. From outside, you see the flashing of lights and like all kinds of screaming. Inside the alleyway, 
We see Collar put his hand on Arabette's shoulder. Arabette, the world slows to molasses. Well, everybody but you and evidently Shakir, that dude is fast. With a slap, he knocks the cudgel out of the press gang foreman's hands. And when he reaches up to catch it out of the air, Shakir nails him square between the palms. With a twist, he turns the guy sideways, rips his blade free from the guy's hands, and tags him first on the side of one knee. When that knee buckles, his last support is taken out by Shakir's other reaping blade. With a tip under the man's chin, Shakir locks him eye to eye. Meanwhile, Arabet just starts blowing holes in people with the bolts of light that come from his repeat fire boulders. Boom, 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 boom. Their knees disintegrate. As they fall to the ground, Delilah chucks her coin in the air and then lights the foreman up with a firebolt as Calder sets the other five ablaze with his scorching ray. The camera switches to the outside of the alleyway and our rapscallions make their way quickly and as nonchalantly as possible down the street away from this encounter. You know, perhaps next time we should decide who to go first. You said you know Utah, right? Yeah, it's been a while, but I do. The kid's assessment seem right? Yeah, probably. Get a better beat on it if I could talk to her. She was still young and idealistic last time I met her, and I was still 11, so... Right. Let's go find Utah. You've uh, just turned out of an alleyway and are hooking a hard right down the street when a bell begins to ring. In fact, several dozen bells begin to ring, and suddenly the streets are flooded with people. I need saving throws, and all kinds of them, as follows. Arabet, I need a strength save. Calder, I need a constitution save. Delilah, let's go for dexterity, and Shakir, you can go with wisdom. Well, my first roll was a princely sum of eight, but I am now lucky, so I chose to re-roll it, and I'll mark that, and I have a 17 now. Good choice. I got an 11. Shakir has a 16. I got a 26. He gave me one of the ones I'm real good at. Well, you're a bard. You're good at everything. But these streets boom out full of people through shift change. And for the next few minutes, all is chaos as people fill the streets, go down to different watering holes or around the corner to filter off into parking lots or whatever they're doing. But suddenly everything just changes and there are hundreds of people in the streets. Arabets, you are quite turned around by this. Thankfully, Delilah is there. And uh, although you are suddenly bombarded and turned, somebody catches you by the elbow, and you look, and that's who it is, Delilah. A few minutes later, you catch on to Shakir, and uh, a few after that, 
Calder, who has found himself parked up on the porch of a place several addresses down the street and across from where he started. I wonder what that did to our crime scene. Uh, we weren't going to get any more out of that scene anyway. Looking back up the street, you can see there's a few people congregating around the mouth of that alley. Besides which, we need to get out of here. Okay, so you make your way along the boardwalk, which has occasional little jetties out onto the surface of what looks to be a bay, but, you know, as you walk along, you see that it's just like this greasy muck. And like, yeah, there's some people out there, notable for their their solitary nature. There's two of them in a flat bottom boat, and one dude is standing at the back, just shoving like a bastard on a pole, while the other guy lies on his belly, looking over the front, and like kind of raking through the muck with his fingers, and pulling shit out to throw in the boat whenever he finds something. That's their job. And uh, other than that, it doesn't look like you could sail through this. Hell, it almost looks like you could walk on it. Although, you wouldn't really want to try, because what if you couldn't? You sure can't swim in it. Look at that boat. Well, at least it's on a slaver. Still shouldn't be in a place like this. So you go walking down around this corner and across this boardwalk bridge, which, you know, rattles and shakes as you go across it. You notice, like, when your feet touch down on the other side of the bridge, that, well, anybody who wants to roll a perception check. Natural 20. Natural 20. I rolled a two. <laughs> it's okay, Shakir, we got this. Yes, that is very shiny. Just walking behind Delilah, can't blame him. <laughs> Shakir has accustomed himself to walking on all kinds of surfaces and fighting in all kinds of environments. And so it really isn't important to him that you are now standing on an island made of stone instead of an island made of wood and pilings. Which is to say that the place you had been walking around for the last few hours is largely artificial. Now that you look back over, you can see that the mud doesn't stop at the shoreline, but in fact seeps under it. Here, it sucks right up against the rock. Charming. It can, you can smell it, and it's like, you would swear it was pulling its way up the rock a bit as you walk by it. As if some massive ooze was just there floating toward you. The streets here take on the character of Cobblestone and uh, a few questions, a little bit of a guide, about two dollars worth of bribes later. You stand in front of the city garrison. Calder takes a look at, at the whole group and says, um, you know what, Delina, I think, I think perhaps you should go first. Runelanders is recorded live and curated, produced, and edited by me with indispensable help from Cassie Goodwin-Harrison, Matthew Harrison, Chris Stockavaz, Greg Sednick, and Carrie Copley. All the usual people played all the usual parts, and if you want to know more about them, you can find out 
all about them, all about the little Easter eggs that I scattered through these episodes, and so much more at runelanders.com. Watch for our vastly improved website coming up soon. That'll about do it for this episode. Next time on Runelanders, we're gonna have some wicked awesome fun. You have to check it out. We'll see you then. I'm DM Matt Adam. I'm DM Goodbye. Reminding you to roll high and don't die. Until next. Take good care. Thank <laughs> you.